we're having a, a rainstorm here. And a little bit earlier, there was a lot of lightning and thunder. And I, I think the strong part of the storm is passing, but there's a chance that my power will go out. So if I disappear, um, you'll know what happened and uh, you know what to do. So you'll be fine. Uh, I, I think it's unlikely, but uh, it was quite a strong storm earlier. So we have this, this day of practice ahead of us. And because of the uh, time difference and other considerations, we have uh, this last day of the retreat is, is almost a full day, which is, a, I think, a great thing. Because it's rare that we have the opportunity to take time in whatever way we've, we've done the retreat, and it's been different for all of us. Some of us have been able to let go of our usual responsibilities and concerns and duties and really devote ourselves full time to the practice for these days and others have had to weave it into a life that's maybe includes a lot of our usual activities or interactions, maybe even work. But no matter what, we've made this, we brought forward into our lives, into our minds, this intention to dedicate this period to this exploration. And none of us knows actually if we'll ever have this chance again. I hope we all have as many chances for meditation, for retreat as we wish. But we don't know anything about what's coming in the future and we can't say for sure we'll have this opportunity. And so if this is our last day of getting to meditate in this life, maybe we'll have a different relationship to things. Each breath, we can meet it as though it were the last breath we'll take. Each mind moment, each experience. If it were the last one, we'd want to be there for it, wouldn't we? I would. Even my last bad mood, I'd want to really be there for that. And so I'm not saying this to be morbid or depressing. <laughs> Actually, to me, it brings a lot of joy and lightness into my mind. It's like, oh, okay. These sounds of the rain coming in my window. If this is the last time I get to hear that, let me receive it fully. It's a beautiful sound to me, especially here where I live. Maybe that's not so much the case in Finland here. Rain is always a blessing because it's so dry. 
and it's been more dry than usual. We've been in a drought situation for years now. And so to hear the sound of the rain, it's, there's such beauty there for me. Water falling out of the sky. It's amazing that water falls out of the sky. And so we can, and I think if we're careful in a skillful way, we can hold this attitude of that there is a preciousness to each moment because nothing is guaranteed in the future. So let me, let me show up fully for it. And in a way, it, it removes the pressure for it to be anything in particular. It doesn't matter if it's special or we're having a beautiful, sublime moment. It's, it's, it's special in that it's this moment right now, and it's the only one we'll ever have. This moment has never been here, will never be here again. So let me show up for it fully. And bring the qualities of care and tenderness there. To me, it's like, if this is my last moment, let me meet it with love. And if I can't meet it with love, let me meet it with awareness, full, full awareness. So we've offered different suggestions and supports and instructions, if you will, reflections on ways that we might turn the mind towards noticing this quality of awareness. I want to read the, the first part of the retreat description again. I was just looking at that, reflecting on this and the words that were used there. Meditation can be seen as the process of learning to recognize and trust a natural quality of awareness that is available to all of us in any moment, no matter what is happening in our experience. This awareness allows us to open to and connect with the truth of each moment. So those are the words uh, that were chosen to introduce the theme of this retreat, the, the sort of focus or orientation for this time. And this, this uh, pointing to the fact that the awareness is available no matter what's happening. To me, it, it points to the fact that what we're interested in is the awareness and the experience Sometimes it's called the object. That's not what matters. That's the beautiful thing. To me, it's one of the most beautiful, freeing, empowering things about this approach to meditation is that, and this is so hard for us to really embrace, but it's, it's true. 
it does not matter what is happening because the object is not what's important. It's the quality of awareness and the attitude in the mind in meeting whatever is happening. Because this is our life. And sometimes we like it and sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's pleasant and sometimes it isn't. And sometimes the, some of the things that are there are difficult to be with and sometimes they're easy. And we're just always gonna get that range. Earlier today, I asked someone how they were doing and they said, oh, the usual roller coaster of a retreat, some words like that. Up and down. And that's just, that's life. Life is going to go like that. And so if our practice is dependent on certain kinds of experiences, if it's only good if we like what's happening, then and a lot of the time we'll have to say, it's not good, it's not good, it's not good practice. That's, that's not a helpful attitude. It's, it's interesting to look and see, you know, when we have this sense of what, what's a good sitting, a good period of meditation. Is it just because there's more a higher percentage of pleasant experiences? Is that what makes it good? So we need to look and see what is the attitude? What is the, the quality of the mind that is meditating? Is it meditating to get something? Is it meditating to get rid of something? And it's not to be judgmental or harsh with ourselves, but we just want to know. As soon as we know, then it's, there's no problem. And so we can settle in now if you haven't already done so. We'll do some practice together. Using some of the the tools or skillful means that we may find to help us connect with this natural quality of awareness. So you can just check in right now. You notice that. Notice that there is awareness. And it's in relation to something. The object is there. We don't have to take care of that, there's always something. When there's awareness, there's something we're aware of. For example, the sound of my voice, the sound for me of the rain, the water dripping off the roof, the feeling of appreciation, the gratitude for the rain, feeling of gratitude, the sound of someone honking their horn on their car, the feeling of my hands touching, my feet resting on the earth, tension in my neck. 
all of these things. And awareness, awareness knows them all and they're fine. It's fine. The tension in my neck, just as good as my heart of gratitude or the feeling of my hands touching. Because that's not what matters. It's this simple, natural quality of awareness that meets these things, meets my life. With the attitude of just wanting to understand. So we can touch that quality, perhaps allowing it to rest within the body for a moment. Body sitting, hands touching. We may have something we've been using as a, a gentle anchor for the attention. The point of reference, like the image I had of a, a stick pressed into the mud at the bottom of a stream. And so it's a point of reference within the flow of all the movement of the water and the bubbles and the leaves and the, the things floating past. Experience life flowing on. We have this gentle anchoring for the attention. It can kind of be a, a background. An aspect of the attention can rest with that and then receive the flow of experiences. So that may be useful at times. We don't have to hold on to it for dear life as though our life depended on it. It's a gentle, simple relationship. It just helps us to connect with awareness. The movement of the breath, the experience of hearing, body sitting. quality of awareness itself, perhaps. Sounds coming and going, sensations, thoughts, moods, images in the mind. Contact at the senses and the knowing of that. We can rest in a place of ease and relative stillness. We don't have to latch on to anything, hold on to any of the experiences. 
they're falling away, just let them fall away. There'll always be another one arising. And so in a way, there's really nothing to do. We can't make awareness happen. We can't control experience to be only one particular way. So what, what's dependable or reliable? Or where is our refuge in that? We can find our refuge in the quality of the aware mind itself. That's dependable. That's reliable. And it doesn't matter that it's not always there because it will come back. So we start learning, training the mind to relax and trust that quality of awareness. And this, as I said in the retreat description, as we said there, we start to release the burden of trying to control, manipulate or fix experience so that it meets our ideas of the way it should be and relax into the truth of the way it actually is. So much more ease there. It's like this right now. Is this enough? This moment. We care for it by showing up for it, receiving our life into this field of awareness, letting each moment arise and pass as its nature is to do. We don't have to try to fix it or control it. It's a great relief, really. It's not resignation or defeat. It's fully present, alive, connected. and at ease.
some years ago, I don't, can't remember how many, five or seven years ago or something. Not too long ago, I was taking part in a retreat that was taught by um, a teacher that has been to Finland from Burma. His name is Saida Utejaniya. I know some of you have practiced with him or heard of him. And uh, he may have given sort of instructions maybe the first day, but most mornings we would sit and he would sit with us meditating and, and he would just, um, just say things once in a while. Something would come out, a little short reflection or something. And I remember one day we were sitting and he said, uh, I don't know if this is exactly the words, it's how I remember it. Very simple, he said, awareness is your true home. You should stay home where you belong. And it had a light quality, but it had a strong uh, resonance in my mind at the time. And I remember how it, how it showed up for me. So this was in the middle of a meditation. So we were sitting in that receptive meditative with the receptive meditative mind and the words came in. And for me, it was this sense of, oh, I'll stay here. I don't need to go and pick anything up. It was a sense of settling back and I didn't have to grab hold of any of the experiences that were coming and going. So I just, I'll just stay here. I don't need to pick those things up. Because so much of the time we're very focused on the objects that are arising and passing in our, in the flow of our experience and whether we like them or not, or whether we think they're good or not, or we need to fix them or whatever. But this sense of, oh, I just, I can let them be. I don't need to grab a hold of them. It's very easeful in that and supportive of this sense of relaxing into the quality of the aware mind itself. And so in any moment, there's awareness, there's a contact and the knowing of it. And awareness can be sort of turn towards the object where we can rest back and well, it's a sense of being almost aware of awareness itself. It's like when you ask the question, is there awareness, it kind of turns towards, oh, that. And it's not that I can't find it as a thing, it's very, maybe it's more sensing it, feeling of it feeling of that quality. So you might play around with that a little bit today. We hear some more about it from Anne at some point of the sense of turning towards the aware mind. 